Hi everyone, it's Leanne the Barefoot Medium here and we're on Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit. A big welcome to our listeners today and a very special welcome to members of the Barefoot Tribe. For those of you who have not connected with me before, I'm an international medium a twin flame love relationship and business coach, as well as an author, originally from Brisbane, Australia, and currently living in Colombia, South America. I am absolutely passionate about providing listeners with the opportunity to access practical knowledge and guidance, as well as tools and techniques you can use in your everyday lives to embrace what you love what brings you joy and what brings you into connection with your authentic self. So feel free to take off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy today's show. I am joined by Elliot Katz, the author of Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, which provides relationship advice for men and women. Elliot took his own personal journey after the end of a relationship to learn about being a man and role model and now shares his powerful and timeless insights through coaching and speaking to inspire men to be the kind of man a woman wants as well as what men can do to improve their relationship and be role models, husbands and fathers that women love and respect. Welcome, Elliot. Great to be here, Leanne. I am so excited to talk to you. Can you share with listeners a little bit about your story and how you came to write your book? Well, I was married for 10 years, then I got divorced. And like a lot of people, at first I blamed the other person. And then I came to the point of asking myself, what do I have to learn from all this? I don't want to go through this again. So I set out to learn what does it mean to be a man in a relationship? And the first thing I did, I started talking to other men and listening to them. And, you know, the more I listened to other men, the more I realized we're all confused. We're really not sure what we're supposed to do. And then I started reading books on relationships. I read like a mountain of books and they really didn't say anything to me. But what does it mean to be a man in a relationship with a woman? And then I turned to the teachings that fathers and other older male role models used to teach younger men. And I was blown away because what I read coincided with what I heard women complain is lacking in men today. They don't show leadership. They don't make decisions and they don't take responsibility. There seems to be this giant disconnect between all the things the men have heard that women want and what women really want. So I set out to change the men of the world. And the amazing thing is, you know, initially, you know, when I wrote the book, I thought it's for me and my friends because we're sort of in this situation. Then I thought, well, it's sort of like a North American phenomena. But then I realized that it's really like, it's just worldwide. It's like, you know, after the book was translated into 24 languages around the world, I realized, you know, this is natural. Men need to learn how to be men. It doesn't come naturally to them. And I think women sort of become, know how to be women without having a woman role model. But men need a role model or they need to learn how to be men. It just doesn't come naturally to them. That's why it's important to have a father or another older male role model in a young man's life to, to show him this is what it means to be a man. And I love how you talk about your know, men being confused about oh, what yeah. that role is within relationships. So how did that play out for you or what did you find in your researching or investigation about men in relationships? What was the confusion about? A lot of men, they're, like, there's so many messages today that confuse men. So they think, well, I don't want to be controlling. I don't want to be 
uh, abusive. So I, I'll, I'll just let my wife to make all the decisions and that will make her happy because a lot of those decisions don't really matter to me. And they don't understand that really a, a woman wants to look up to a man. She wants to see him as strong, as a tower of strength, as a leader. So when you ask out a woman and you have no clue where you're going to take her, <laughs> I mean, I had somebody, I couldn't count the number of single women who will say to me, a man asks them out for a cup of coffee and he doesn't have a clue where he wants to go. He, he wants her to decide. And when they finally get to a place, he won't even choose a table to sit at. He wants her to make all the decisions. And he thinks, look, I'm showing you. I'm so nice. I'm non-controlling. And But for the woman, it's, it's a rig, it's a turn off because she thinks, well, if I marry this man, you know, choosing a place for a cup of coffee is, is not so hard, but we can't even do that. How is he going to solve, handle real challenges that happen in family life and marriage? It's a big turn of it. It's like, we can't even do that. How's it going to handle a, a real family? So, th- And it really goes on. Like, you know, people get married. They say, oh, you know, they, there's a situation. The man will say, oh, you decide. Whatever you want, you decide. Well, you know, she really doesn't want that. She doesn't want to have to tell a man what to do. Because what I heard women say is that when they always have to tell a man what to do, it makes her, her feel like he is a child and she is his mother. And she doesn't like that. Is that right, Leanne? Absolutely. And I think that there's, like, from a from a female's perspective as well, it, it's about that control. And I like how you mentioned that men were confused about not wanting to be in, you know, step into that control pattern. And I think a lot of women in relationships don't want to step into being controlling. Where does that leave men and women in terms of relationship connection and decision-making and leadership? Well, as I explained in my book, there's a very big difference between leadership and, and controlling. They're really opposites. You know, a man who's a leader is thinking about the greater good of his relationship, of his marriage, of his family. And it's very often, you know, it's a burden and it very often means sacrifices for him. Someone who's controlling is just thinking, you know, is insecure, is just thinking what's best for themselves. They're really not thinking about anybody else. So there's a very big difference. It's it's uh, it's a leader thing is thinking about the greater good. And uh, really a man, a woman likes a man who shows leadership. She doesn't want a controlling tyrant, but if he, he can't, if he's always looking to her to make every decision, it's really a big turnoff. She really feels she's not with a man. She really wants it. Not, she doesn't want a man who makes every single decision, but there are times when she wants him to step forward. She wants to see a situation. She doesn't want to have to tell him what to do. She wants him to step forward and take charge and solve the problem. And, and so many men just think, well, if I, you know, she knows more about this or she knows more about the children or the home. But the home, you know, I have friends, smart people. They'll say, oh, the home is the woman's domain. I let her run the home. And, she, and they think they're being these nice guys, but really it makes her feel like she's a married single mother. And that's what that's what people talk about. Being, I'm, I'm a married single parent. I, I'm married, but I, I don't really have, I'm running everything by myself. And and I love how you talk about that because what that allows me to reflect on is my previous relationship when, when I was in Australia was with a Colombian man in Australia who didn't step into that leadership role and didn't make decisions about anything and it was a back and forward relationship for eight years. And I allowed that and I take responsibility for that, who couldn't make a decision about whether he wanted to live permanently in Australia or in Colombia or, what, you know, and, and that was just one big decision, let alone where to go for dinner on a Friday night or where to go for holidays or what he wanted to do career-wise. And I found myself in a management, I was in a senior management position at a university at the time, making decisions every day and then having to come home and make decisions and 
I, I felt like I was in that masculine role for such a long time and it's taken me and I'm so grateful and blessed to have been in Colombia now for two years and to be seeing a man that has exactly the opposite who will make decisions and will step in and step up and go, no, here's how it needs to, to go and is in that masculine role. So it allows me to be more in my feminine. Exactly. I, I've heard lots of women will say, I may be a boss at work. I may have, you know, employees. I tell them what to do all day. But I'm with a man, I want to feel like a woman. I want him to take charge. You know, today there's lots of women in, you know, senior positions and they're strong. But she wants a man who's as strong as her. She doesn't want a man who's there to be her, her assistant, you know, <laughs> just do whatever uh, she tells them to do. Uh, and the thing is, uh, they are, there are men who think, well, if I just do whatever she wants, I'll, I'll make her happy. And why isn't she happy? <laughs> she, yeah, I'm doing whatever she tells me to do. Why isn't she happy? Yeah. And the third thing is, is taking responsibility. You know, you talked about taking responsibility for your situation. A lot of men, Part of this, the, the kicker is, well, if I, if I just do whatever she wants, if I let her make all the decisions, you know, then I, she can't blame me if it goes wrong. But she, people, these men don't realize ultimately people hold them responsible. I, you know, a lot of men will talk about how they feel they, they were a victim of women. You know, I, me, I remember after my marriage ended, I, I got the other fellow who also had gotten recently divorced, and he told me his wife ran up $50,000 on the credit cards. Wow. Well, well I, should, I should tell you that before that we were like, Wallowing in our mutual victimhood, we, our situations are so similar, like we are both the victims of our wives. And then he said that about the $50,000, and I thought, how could you let that go on? It's like, you're, you have children, you, that, like you can't, like that's your, you know, you have responsibilities, you've got to provide for these kids, you can't let her run up so much debt. And it really was like a, a turning point for me, it really hit me as I said, how could he let that go on? How could I let go on what I let go on? And I realize it's a very common thing that men will give in to things that, that they know they're wrong. Then they'll blame their wives. And they can't understand why nobody has any sympathy for them. Because really, if you know it was wrong, you had a responsibility to set up, set up, step up to the plate and not let it go on. And you can't, you can't just blame her. You got to take the responsibility. And since you're going to be ending up being held responsible, you better step up and make sure it doesn't go on. If you know it's wrong, you can't let it go on. And the same thing is like, you know, men will avoid making decisions because, well, if it goes wrong, I could blame her. It's like, right, that's the kicker, right? If we, if she chooses, right, if she says, you know, you're taking out for dinner and the, you say, well, ask her where she wants to go. You let her choose a restaurant. It's a bad restaurant. Well, she can't blame you, right? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, but, you know, a man just has to learn, take responsibility. You make a decision, make the best decision you can, of course, and, you know, and, 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 and take responsibility for it. It's, people don't like when a man says he's a victim of a woman. Yeah. And I really want to, want to explore that a little bit for our listeners around you talk about you went into that victim mode in relationship and, you know, the blame and the shame game that often takes place when relationships break down or even um, in, the, in the midst of an unhealthy relationship. What does victim mode or that blame game look like when you're in it? 
Well, you just feel I did so much. I gave in to her. I did whatever she wanted. And now I'm a victim. It, it's it's really just blaming the other person and not looking at yourself. I mean, it's easy to, to blame. It's easy to say, I'm a victim. You know, without, and th- that's really the key thing is like when you catch yourself feeling I'm a victim of this person or a victim of that, ask yourself, what should, what do I have to change about myself? What do I have to do? How do I have to be different so this doesn't happen again? Hmm. And, and if you use it and to catch yourself, say, well, okay, I realized I was passive. I just let things go on. I, or I, I, wa- I enjoyed being subservient. I enjoyed just having her tell me what to do and just doing whatever I was told. Well, realize that's not, that's, you're going to always be a victim that way. You know, step up to the plate and realize I've got to change myself. Because really nobody wants to hear that you're a victim. It's, uh, you know, I was just corresponding with a woman who's saying, you know, that's, that's the problem. Men today, they, they put themselves out as victim of, of women and women can't stand hearing that. <laughs> they, they, they stop it. You know, you, you made yourself step up to the plate, be strong, show leadership, be a man. Like really like Nobody wants to hear you complain. They, they, that's why they, they always say, like, they feel like the man is just whining. Like, stop whining. Step up to the plate. Take responsibility and change the situation. Yeah. And I, and I like how you talk about take responsibility. What are some tips for, you know, men around how they can take, start taking responsibility if they are in that victim or that, fear-based place where things aren't quite working how can they step up and take responsibility well the most important thing is you know well first of all realize your wife really wants you to step up to the plate and take responsibility she doesn't want to tell you what to do so things know what's going on like know what's going on in your family know what's going on in your home and when you see a situation that's not being dealt with that you know a problem that needs to be dealt with and Nothing is being done. Step forward. Find a solution. Implement it. That's what, that's what leadership is. But I'll tell you what, it's not. Like if, if your wife, you know, if your wife has been making the, all the decisions for 10 years and she makes a decision, don't. They say, oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do the complete opposite. So I'm going to show I'm a leader. That's undermining her. That's being stupid. That's just going to cause conflict. Look for situations that are not being dealt with. Step forward and, and deal with it. And your, might, your wife might be like, you know, she might not believe it at first, but just keep doing it. And, and you'll be her hero because that's really what she wants. She wants you to step forward. She doesn't want to have to, you know, tell you everything to do. You know, I, I've talked to so many men. They think, well, I, I work hard all day. I come home and I whatever she tells me to do, I do. <laughs> Why is she not happy? <laughs> I, I, you know, as a man, I'm laughing because I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> because she wants you to know what's going on. She wants you to see problems that are not being dealt with and step forward. And deal with them, and, and 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 don't blame her with those situations. You know, like I was helping a friend of mine. He, uh, you know, he had a daughter. She had dropped out of school. She just wasn't doing anything all day. You know, staying up all night, sleeping all day, and you know, he was blaming his wife for this situation. I said, yeah, you can blame her, but you know, you're the one who's got to step forward and deal with it. And and fortunately, this person had a business, has a business, and so he, I said, why don't you give her a job in your office? And uh, he said, yeah, it's a great idea. So that's what he did. He, he, you know, he did that. And it really, it, it turned things around. I mean, his daughter's all blossoming. She's, she's working full time. She bought herself a car, all those good things. But like, and it impressed his wife because his wife couldn't solve the problem. He could. And so there's so many problems that men have to realize you're the one that has to solve them. 
and your wife really wants you to step forward and solve them. And she might try to undermine you, but that's really testing you to see if you really mean it. Yeah. And I, and I want to explore a little bit about that femininity and masculinity because I think in some ways it's inherent in our DNA to be feminine or masculine and, and we have both of those qualities. But really that problem solver is a masculine quality and you know when we're in that victim mode where whether we're male or female we're focusing on a problem or an obstacle or a challenge and not looking for or allowing the solution to come in and that's for me where that beautiful masculine role of being the the analyzer, the logica, the the problem solver, the action taker comes in. What are your thoughts around that, Elliot? Well, I mean, what you're saying is true. And, and really men have to realize um, that that is their role, to really to, to see what's going on and step forward and, and take action. You know, for a long time I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard, like I'll say, oh, man, you know, women just want men to listen, but men want to solve their problems. So sometimes a woman just wants a man to listen. And I think that's true, but I think man has to use his judgment. Like sometimes you just really need to listen and, you know, and acknowledge. But often, you know, the situations at home with your kids, with your family, you know, she really wants you to step forward and handle and not leave all this problem solving to her because that's really what's happened in so many situations. And women just are so fed up with it. That, it's, I, I'll tell you a story. I was once on this phone in show and, you know, I was saying these things and, and the man didn't believe <laughs> the host was a male. He didn't really believe he didn't agree with me. So he said, we're only going to have women call in and we'll see if they agree with you or they agree with me. And we'll keep score. And he thought like, you know, women are going to yet call in and yell at me that I'm a chauvinist. that I think men should be leaders. And like five women called in and they all talked about how fed up and frustrated they were with men, with their husbands who wouldn't show leadership or wouldn't make any decisions. Like for, and so for the male host, he was like very surprised because he thought this was going to be, <laughs> you know, women yelling at me, but they're all were, were taught. So that one of my point is like, here, a lot of men just don't realize how important that is to women, that they want a man who steps forward and, and, and shows some leadership and makes decisions and um, solves problems. Exactly. And I think that comes down to, women also being in their power and their their strength and, you know, being willing to communicate your needs within a relationship, both parties, around, you know, how listening is an action. Right, and, right. And sometimes if you just want your partner to listen and not solve a problem, then, then let him know that because... Uh-huh. How can he read your mind? Okay, I want you to just sit and listen to me now. I don't need you to solve the problem. I just want to get this out. And women being emotional beings that we are, sometimes we just need men to hold that space for us to be able to honour and hear what's going on within ourselves and not solve anything. Do you agree with that? What are your thoughts? No, absolutely. absolutely. You're absolutely right. And and the challenge for men is, is to know when uh, 
you know, when the difference between the, the different types of situations. Because one thing I find, like, yes, the way you described it, it's wonderful if a woman says, I just want you to listen to what I'm saying. I don't want to. But they don't do that. They just, they just sort of expect you to know. They expect you to read their minds. See, like another situation is, is like, you know, a woman will say, and I've, I've heard this a lot, like a woman will say, Matt, you're not doing enough at home. And the man thinks, like, like I've been saying, he does so much. I do all these things, but he doesn't understand what she really means is he's not showing leadership. So the thing is, like, when you're communicating, think about how the man needs to hear it. I mean, in communication, that's the most important thing. It's like, think about how the, what the other person needs to hear and how they need to hear it. Because they, they might not understand what you're saying. So you're absolutely right. If a woman should say, I just want you to listen to what I'm saying. You don't have to solve the problem. And I, th- and I think women and men communicate diff- so differently. Women are the storytellers, the, the oversharers sometimes because we do that with women and that's how we nurture and support each other as women. But we have to realise as women that men don't communicate that way and we need to be more direct, more clear because otherwise it does lead to expectation overthinking, overanalyzing, victim mode, he's not doing what I want, complaining, whatever. Whereas if you are really, and I believe men are really simple creatures, you know, Uh, just ask for what you need and ask for what you want. And if they're not able to provide it and not able to do that, they'll let you know. Exactly, exactly. But it's like I say, you have to say it in in a way that... uh... The man can understand it. I, I mean, I, I've heard women say, you know, they'll complain their husband didn't do something. I said, well, did you ask him to do it? Well, he should have known. <laughs> You've heard that? I, mean, I shouldn't laugh because it's a serious thing. Like, you know, like relationships break down because of this. But don't expect the person to read your mind. Say it to him in a way that he will understand what you, what you want. Think about how he needs to hear it. It's really so much about communication today. You know, we, in relationship counseling, everybody's talking about, well, you know, communication, communication, but so often communication just becomes complaining, right? And you know, men don't like to hear women complaining. It, it's, they really, so think about how does your husband need to hear what you're saying? How do you need to say it so that he'll respond positively and enthusiastically and be inspired and motivated to do what you want and make you happy? You know, complaining that criticizing doesn't work, believe me. Uh, yeah, and I think and I think that's so true. Um, when we hear that word, whether we say it ourselves or from our partner, that word should, yeah. it's a, an immediate indicator for me that there is an expectation there somewhere, whether it's of yourself or of your partner, and it's really time to step back and look at is this something that is really important and if it is then how can you communicate that in a way that you need it's a need that that you want fulfilled with your partner and I also feel like for many women when we want our partner to do something or take an action or step into that leadership role like you're talking about we often ask them or tell them asking and telling are two different things at the wrong time Like a man might walk in from a busy day at work and be overwhelmed and whatever and just coming in and the woman's gone, okay, here's my opportunity to say, here's what I need done. 
Whereas a man needs that little bit of breathing space just to adjust to where he's at now and don't bombard him at the, at the wrong timing. Just really ask, do you have 10 minutes to sit down and talk about this? Or can you let me know when is the right time to do that? No, absolutely. That, that's a common uh, conflict point. You know, the wife's been home all day. The husband's been out working. He's coming home. He's been working all day. He had to commute through traffic. And when he gets in the door, all he wants to do is just collapse. You know, sit there and, and just do nothing. And, and, then, and then the wife comes on it. And she, she, to her, it's like, well, he's been away all day. He's got all these things he need, has to do now. And, and he feels attacked when he comes in the door. Uh, do this, do this, do this. I think, you know, so really the best advice that I, I've read this is just let him, when he comes home, you know, for half an hour, just sit there and have a cup of coffee together, have a glass of wine together, just talk about the day's events. Then after half an hour, then, then okay, let's talk about what needs to be done. But let him, let him come back to himself for half an hour. And actually, I, I, I heard another man say what he did like he was a traveling salesman. So before he went home, because he knew this was going to happen, <laughs> he, would, he would stop and get a coffee and some cake, really load up on the sugar and the caffeine. And then, you know, he, he would sort of do that for half an hour. Then he'd go home and then he was ready. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it helps for a woman to realize, let him, he's been working all day, let him come home and let's just, let's just talk about the days. About, let's just, you know, rest together for half an hour. And then we can talk about what needs to be done. And I think that's where that connectedness comes in with relationship as well. If you're not taking the time to connect with your partner on whatever level that might be, uh, even if it's just allowing them that space to breathe and, and adjust, then how can you connect with each other through love and, in, and empowering ways, you know, Absolutely. It's really thinking about how do I need to communicate this to him? So if you're thinking, well, there are things I need my husband to do, is, is the way to communicate it to him as soon as he walks in the door and jump on him and, and attack him with these things? Well, no, it's not. But So think about it. So say, well, the way to do it, the way he needs to be communicated to is let him come home and rest for half an hour. Let's have a cup of coffee together. And then we'll talk about, well, you know, there's some couple things need to be taken care of. You know, think about how he needs to receive your communication. Perfect. Elliot, can you share with listeners three or four tips, whether it's for women or men that are listening, about how they can be and embrace that strong man? Okay, so for men, the main thing is, like I said, keep in mind, your wife wants you to be a leader. So it's show leadership, make decisions, take responsibility. Don't blame your wife for things. You know, look, know what's going on in your home and look for opportunities to show leadership and just keep doing it. You'll see you'll be your hero to your wife. And for women, the way to motivate uh, a man to do this is really like when, he, when there's a decision that has to be made, you know, don't let him get you to make the decision. If he says, you want to go to restaurant A or restaurant B, just say, you decide and then don't say anything else. And let him decide and then praise him for making a good decision. You know, when there's a situation that needs to be dealt with, at home, just say, could you please handle this? And he says, well, what should I do? Just say, well, just find out, do the research, look on the internet. That's what I do. I just let him handle it. And he may do things uh, differently than you would have done them, but that, he's a different person. Unless he's, and that's the main thing. Don't criticize him or complain. Unless he's going to do something that's dangerous or damaging, just let him do it his way. Because you're really trying to encourage that. It's like a little sapling. You want it to grow. 
the more he does it, the more he feels valued and appreciated. Like any, like we all want to be valued and appreciated. The more he'll do it, you'll see he will be your hero. Yeah, and I really love that you talk about the appreciation and the value, and you know he'll be your hero because really that's the role that that men genetically are there to play. You know, whether they want to or not, it's in their DNA. And for us women, we're the nurturers, the, the caretakers, the communicators. And we're meant to play those roles for a reason. So the value of appreciation is so important. If you don't let someone know how much you appreciate and value them, no matter how much or how little they're doing or whatever, um, how can you expect them to bring more love into that relationship and more joy and more happiness and more peace? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, these are such key things and uh, they can really keep a marriage together. If when a person feels valued and appreciated, you know, they'll do anything for you. You know, you, that, that's really the key things. Yeah, thank you. Um, Elliot, can you share with listeners where they can connect with you if they want to find out more about your book and, and what you do? Okay, my website is uh, com. Elliot is E-L-L-I-O-T-T-K-A-T-Z.com. Uh, and I also have a Facebook page, uh, which I post different things that I'm, I'm doing, articles and interviews. It's, it's named after the book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants. And you could, you know, go there and follow me or, and uh, you'll receive all the kinds of uh, stuff. And you could contact me through my website or the Facebook page. And uh, the book is called Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And it's available on Amazon as a paperback and an ebook on Kindle. And it's also an ebook on Kobo and iBooks. And um, it's also available in bookstores. If you go into bookstores and it's sold out, just ask them to order it and they'll get it to you pretty quickly. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I'm happy to hear from people who read the book or if they haven't read the book, if they have any questions. But the one thing I like to say is, like, you know, it's a lot cheaper than divorce lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're having trouble in your marriage, it's worth the investment. It's a lot, a lot cheaper than a divorce lawyer. So Beautiful. You know, and I love that. So um, if you're interested in connecting with Elliot further, please check out his website, his Facebook page, and go buy his book and, and get yourself some beautiful insights and wisdom about how you can embrace the strong man in your life or if you're a man, how you can step into that leadership role a little bit more and, and be the man and the father and the husband that you want to be. So thank you so much, Elliot, for joining okay. me. Thank you, Leanne. For those of you who are interested in connecting with me further for readings, coaching, or even joining me on retreats, then check out my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's show. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, I hope it brings you joy, happiness, and peace. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Barefoot Radio.